Welcome to Recovery His Way. I'm your host, Tom Reynolds. We're on the campus here of His Way in Huntsville, Alabama. We're glad that you've joined us today. We have a special guest join us, Gary Binford. Gary, good to have you with us. Good to be here. Thank you. Um, I've known Gary for many years, and he has um, recently, uh, I guess not recently, for a number of years, been teaching out here and um, more recently getting actively involved in counseling our guys more deeply. And I really appreciate all that you're doing around here. And I know that like all of us who get involved out in this ministry, it not only is an opportunity to impact people, but it becomes uh, maybe even more so an impact upon us. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of wanted to, you know, share about that some and kind of see how we are being impacted. And so I guess I'd like to begin, maybe you can just give us a little background about kind of your, where you come from, kind of what brings you to where we are today. Well, um, I'm a Huntsville native. I became a Christian at Central Church of Christ back in 1982. Uh, before that, um, I was a high school guy, but my background is is that my dad was an alcoholic, my oldest brother that was a drug addict, and a sister that was an alcoholic. And uh, his way was not interesting to me because, I, because of that background and that. Uh, when I went to graduate school, actually when I was in graduate school, I had the opportunity to become certified in drug counseling. And I said, ain't no way that I'm gonna do that. And God has a sense of humor. <laughs> and here I am. And uh, so I've been here, out here in this area working here since uh, Jim Nova asked me to come out and counsel his son back when his son's first time here. Mm -hmm. That's how I got out here. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and uh, Jim asked me to come do that and then Got the other clients, other clients, and other clients. And then Jeremy approached me, I think in 12, 2012, 2013, to start teaching classes. Mm -hmm. So I started teaching classes out here. Right. So I've been around here for, for, yeah, for a while. Yeah, for a while. For a while now, yeah. I know the guys always look forward to Gary Binford's classes. You always bring a little fire to the to the room. Yeah. Um, I know you didn't originally, you became a Christian, you really, you've been in ministry for a number of years, not working particularly with people in addiction, that kind of thing. What kind of ministry were you doing early on? I was doing college ministry. Right. I was a college minister uh, starting in 88 okay. here at Central as an intern. Became the campus minister in 89, went away, and I was campus minister at Indiana State University. For five years, Florida State, Florida a for seven, and back up to Indiana and Indiana University for three. Okay. So I was a college minister, and then Central asked me to come back here. And I guess the best title I can come up with is outreach minister. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was the it was the intent, but I was more in reach because I counseled people, more pastoral counseling uh -huh. and stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, I've been in ministry for thirty four years. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I guess, you know, as you mentioned, coming over here and getting involved with His Way, um, how have you found this ministry relative to all the years of 30-some years of ministry on college campus? What are some of the things that are difficult about it? Maybe some of the things that you're, you enjoy about it? Mm -hmm. What are some of the differences here? Well, some of the differences is, is that the, the audience is older, uh -huh. most of them. But they have very similar problems that the college students had. You know, I had college students that dealt with alcoholism, had their drug addiction, family problems, just like this. So it wasn't much of a change for me. It's just the age difference, mm -hmm. the challenge. I knew with the college students, I could be very 
in your face. Mm-hmm. With these guys, I had to learn that uh, I can be in their face too, and uh, it was just 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 a difference there. And these guys have been addicts for much longer time than my college students did. Mm-hmm. My college students was just at the beginning of the, the of it and coming out of it. These guys have been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years. Right. So that was different. Right. And uh, and the attitude, you know, they've been estranged from their families. They've been estranged from, from everybody. And then they're coming out here to a Christian drug rehab center where they're searching for God and searching on how they can change their life. So that was a difference for me in understanding the backgrounds of a lot of these, a lot of, a lot of mm-hmm. the clients out here. Which has been fun and it's been interesting. Right. When you originally said, obviously, having grown up in a family that addiction had mm-hmm. impacted your life and circled around you and, and you very much felt like it's not something you want to do. I know you kind of gradually kind of found yourself in it. But um, at some point, did you ever, I mean, how did you reconcile that not, well, I guess, first of all, why did you stay away from it? Why was that such a, you know, I don't want to be addiction counselor. One thing I don't want to do. What? Why did you have such a strong feeling about it? And now, what's changed? Well, some of it was a resentment for my dad. Okay, I had a strong resentment for dad putting us in certain situations because of his alcoholism, and then my oldest brother. You know, uh, you know, cocaine just just beat up my oldest brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, matter of fact, he's 19 years clean. Well, that's awesome. Praise and, God. Uh, and you know, and he's been helpful for me coming out here because I get to tell his story. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things, the classes I have right now, the two classes I'm doing, is based on information I got from my oldest brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to get away from it. It's not only just my in my family, but it was a couple of guys in my neighborhood. I was a designated driver for a lot of the people in my neighborhood that was alcoholics to keep them off the street, even though I was driving illegally. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have a driver's license, but it was keeping them safe and off the streets. And when I went off to college, I just wanted to get away from it. Right. And uh, when I came back out here, the motivation was, is once I was here, I was able to tell my brother's story and his journey. Mm-hmm. And it connected with the guys out here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one reason that Jeremy wanted me to be out there, because I, you know, I, I shared with Jeremy a lot of my brother's story. He said, these guys need to hear that. So I'm, I was able to uh, tell Greg's story. And also not only tell the story, but I was able to, from my background in counseling, I was able to integrate that into psychotherapy to mm-hmm. help these guys mm-hmm. with some of the stuff that they're going through. So right. It's been still a struggle some days. You know, you have those memories of something that happened, and you come out here and say, I'm around these guys, and I'm walking through. But, you, uh, but those struggles is a growth, because mm-hmm. it makes you grow, because you're actually helping people. Right. And they really appreciate what you're doing and how you're helping them. Right. Uh, I guess one of the things that strikes me about your story as well is that obviously you grew up in an area where a lot of this surrounded you. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you go down this path yourself? I mean, some people would argue that you got the genetic makeup to do it. Um, you got the environment that would have encouraged it. Mm-hmm. Um, what kept you away? Well, it was the guys I was, I was designated driving for and my dad. You don't need to do this. You need to do something different. You're smarter than, than, than these guys. You need to go get an education. So they, they pushed me towards education and athleticism. The thing that kept me out of it is that I was an athlete. And I played football uh, in, the, in the fall, wrestled during the uh, winter, and ran track during the spring. So I didn't have time to get involved in a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So it kept me busy. 
and I saw how bad it was on a lot of the guys that I, that was around. Mm -hmm. And my dad would get a phone call, and he would say, "Have you seen such and such? Have you seen this person? I haven't heard from him." And he always take me when we go take a ride. Nine times out of ten, they either had a stroke or either they did. Mm -hmm. And so I saw a lot of death as mm -hmm. a result of people alcohol and poison. Mm -hmm. And so. I don't know when my dad was trying to scare me straight or whatever, he, but he kept me. <laughs> he sure did. He did. He kept me away from it. I didn't want no part of it. Uh -huh. and so uh, through the addicts themselves, the alcoholics, most of them was alcoholics, and my father, they stirred me away from it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He kept me away. So as you have come out here and been telling your brother's story, I imagine to some degree it becomes a... Um, a healing for you in the fact that you get to walk through this story and, and see the redemptiveness of it instead of just the pain of it. Mm -hmm. um, how have you been impacted? I mean, just when you look at your own spiritual growth and, and that type of thing through this journey and particularly, you know, counseling these guys, teaching these guys, what are some of the, what, how do you think God is using, I mean, you said God has a sense of humor. God's probably working a purpose and plan in your life specifically. I'm interested in what maybe you've seen God do through this. Well, what he made me do is that, for me, it helped me see God in a different way. He made me see the redemption power of God, how God can transform people's life if they want to be. Mm -hmm. It helped me see that the study of scripture and knowing God's word, it doesn't matter who the person is, God's word works mm -hmm. with them. And God's spirit working inside of you, you can impact people's life. Mm -hmm. It helped me uh, understand that um, no matter where you are or who you are, God loves you and he wants you out of this. Mm -hmm. And by, by that, it makes me excited about the fact that I can give a lesson out here and God's coming and say, man, I really didn't know that, you know, and I want to really study about this. Mm -hmm. And Jim, no, I sent him to the gym. I said, go study, go study with Jim. And, uh, and it's just good to just see the impact. Mm -hmm. People like Jeremy Mitchell, people like uh, Daryl Floyd, uh, those guys and many other ones that um, Jim Blue, it just, I remember all of them when they were sitting on the, at the table with me talking. Mm -hmm. And it's just seeing God, just just the redemptive work that God made in it through me by mm -hmm. something I said mm -hmm. or or an encouragement hug or something like that. Or me being just flat out honest with them when mm -hmm. I see it's just seeing that God can use me in this way. And I never thought in, in my life I really didn't think I had anything to share with these guys that was worth anything. But what I saw through scripture, yes you do. You know, uh, Matthew 11, let not your heart be troubled, not let your heart be troubled. Come unto me, all you weary mm -hmm. and heavy laden, and God give you rest. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was a comfort scripture for me, mm -hmm. but it was a comfort for them that they can come to God with anything and God can change them. And it's a, and they've taken some of that, some of those scriptures and used it in their lives. Mm -hmm. And it's powerful, man. Getting hugs on Sunday mornings is awesome. <laughs> well, the, you know, it's interesting, obviously, having journeyed grown up around addiction, journeyed through this campus ministry experience primarily over these 30-some years, and now um, I know you're in this transition right now where you're kind of um, even moving further. I know you've, you've not, you're not direct, may as directly involved in campus ministry as you've been in the past, but yeah. you're transitioning now from this outreach, in-reach minister role to even a more active role yeah. out here. Yeah. Um, why make that, why are you making that move Okay. And um, 
And, and how do you see that in your own personal growth? Well, um, Central, when I came to Central 16 years ago, the elders wanted me to come in and light a fire mm -hmm. and to be an encourager and to, uh, to do counseling. Uh, I felt like I've done that. I've seen college kids grow up in the, in the, in the, in the campus ministry and help them live in great lives there and see marriages, you know, that Connie and I have uh, counseled doing well. Right now, I went back and I got a certification in life coaching. Mm -hmm. So I'm a professional life coach now. I can take that part of me and I can help these guys step them through various areas of life. If you want education, let's, let's look at how you can go and get some additional education. Let's take this step. You need to re, uh, reconnect with your family. Okay, I come in and what we're going to do, I'm going to mentor you, I'm going to walk you through and help them come back into connection and how to correctly mm -hmm. be connected. So I think that being out here now, I could take the life coaching and help them develop skills mm -hmm. that they need that's going to help them when they leave here in nine months or 12 months, mm -hmm. they go to ARG, uh, that they can be able to not be afraid to take the steps. Because what we do is taking baby steps and then we're taking giant steps, but you still got to take steps. So with the life coaching piece, it helps me give more to them, not just you know, like psychotherapy is one thing, but give more to them that's tangible that they can take and use in their life every day. Mm -hmm. I, I love it. I, I've been enjoying that piece and been working more closely, I think, uh, with, with y'all since February. I think mm -hmm. I've right. come on as a life coach here. And it's been wonderful just seeing, seeing guys, you know, uh, seeing Seth Bond, you know, just liven up, you know, mm -hmm. or seeing a couple other guys, Rex and Reg and all those guys ready to go when they leave and they have a plan. Mm -hmm. and they go through MRT that get, goes through, you know, first month, five year, 10 year, but now I get to assist with, with actually putting it where they can see it right. and they can develop it in their lives. So right. it's, it's been fun. It's, I, I enjoy it. Good, good. As you kind of look into the future, I know you got a long future still ahead of you. <laughs> um, what kind of things do you hope or anticipate God has in store for you involved out here, involved in recovery ministry or whatever kind of things you see yourself doing? What kind of dreams do you have as you look into the future? I'll, uh, one of the things I like to do in recovery ministry is just uh, some people can't afford to come out places like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like to be and start 12-step programs or either 12-step um, uh, programs, uh, programs that can help them have, uh, I can't think of the word, uh, programs that help them have that support, support group type thing for them and maybe prepare them to come out here. Mm -hmm. I want to do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to still mentor. I think that uh, getting out of just full-time ministry and working in, in life coach, I can actually get out and minister and be with these guys anytime I want mm -hmm. to and, and not stuck at a clock with a church mm -hmm. or stuck into a confinement. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to, uh, I got a lot of dreams now. Uh, I would like to see where where we connect and the uh, family back in the family piece back mm -hmm. in where I can help them start generating family and family start coming to church with them mm -hmm. where we can see the children children and wives perhaps become Christian mm -hmm. or either grow in the Christian growth and those type of things I like to really really one of my uh, 
really dream just that really help families, right. the, the the moms, the dads, the, the children, especially the children, mm -hmm. reconnect with their fathers. Mm -hmm. And so just those type of programs and then teach the guys how to be dads. And some mm -hmm. of these guys don't know how. They never right. had a dad, so I like to help them understand too. I want to be a dad and how do you be an effective dad? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And we've had a tremendous influence with our guys up to this point. I'm looking forward to <laughs> you having the opportunity to have more time and more investment yeah. in the guys in the future. And like all of us, yeah. as we get to work with, have God work through us in these guys' lives, he continues to mold us, change us, transform us, and and uh, help us become something we could have never have become without the fire of experience that we get to have with these guys on a daily basis. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Another thing I wanted to mention, too, is mm -hmm. that with my family, mm -hmm. uh, I hug my children more. I tell them I love them more. Mm -hmm. I uh, don't have unrealistic expectations on my children anymore. Uh, the value of letting my wife know that she's important and saying thank you. Learn that from here because some of these guys never done it with their wives. Right. They never experienced it with their own parents. Some of them right. have daddy issues or mommy right. issues. Right. And so I get to have be open with my children, even about my past and mm -hmm. things that, I, that I've dealt with. And so I guess being more real, right. you know, and, uh, and my wife has to often remind me, say, you're not in his way. So you got to lower your tone because <laughs> I, I got a whole different tone to say, she always say, you're not in his way. So that, that's got to go. So I, I have to remind myself when I step to the door, I'm not in his way. That's right. That's right. Well, good, good. Well, I appreciate it. I hope your wife feels blessed by your experience out here as much as I know you've been, and we certainly have been. Yeah. So I thank you for that, and thank you for sharing with us today. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, thank you. And I think one of the things I love about your story is for guys listening who are in ministry and different aspects of ministry, whether it be campus ministry preaching, how they can journey into this with mm -hmm. in various ways, whether it's a counseling aspect or just a teaching a class and how you get engaged. And then you start seeing the gospel coming to life sometimes in ways that we unfortunately don't get to see as much in our churches. Yeah. And uh, I think that's exciting to be a part of. And I appreciate your commitment to continue to be a yeah. part of that in the future. So thank you. Yeah. Encourage the guys to be mentors. We need mentors out right. here. That's right. We need the spiritual mentors. So. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I thank you. And thanks for watching and listening to Recovery His Way. If you'd like them to learn more about our ministry, you can check us out at hiswayinc.org.